The League of Legends betting podcast is brought to you by my patrons at patreon.com slash LOL. There you can find bonus content like in-depth articles on macro trend analysis and league previews, as well as thoughts on breaking news and the podcast picks before the show is released to platforms. You also get to support your creators more directly. Patreon.com slash LOL. That's G-E-L-A-T-I-L-O-L. All right, it is currently about 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern on Saturday, January 20th. I'm recording this in the in between the LEC. Uh, I believe this is the third and the fourth game that they're playing right now. And um, just wanted to give a brief recap on the LCK. I'm obviously not going to be able to recap LEC and LCS before this comes out tomorrow. We'll talk more about that on Monday. But uh, we had two pretty lopsided series in the LCK this morning. Firex looked utterly dominant in their showing. We had a uh, we had our first brand jungle sighting. Compliments of Willer. He got a really really good start to that game. He had two kills pretty quickly. He had a nine minute lay injuries, and it was just off to the races from there. The second game was not that much different. One way traffic. Firex looked pretty solid. A little bit more like I thought they might look, but it might just be that Brion's not very good. The uh, other LCK series we had this morning was Genji against Nongshim. Uh, obviously, Genji kind of smashed. I don't think that surprises anybody. Nongshim actually kind of looked okay for the first like ten or so minutes in the first game, but kind of got out of hand after that. So yeah, we didn't have any action on the LCK slate. Doesn't. Uh, I just wanted to do a brief recap of it. All right, moving on to the Sunday morning LCK slate. We have Kwangdong Freaks plus 715 on the money line, plus 1.5 maps at plus 208, minus 1.5 is at almost 17 to 1, 1682. Uh, against Hamwell Life Esports, minus 1147, minus 1.5 maps is at minus 261. So obviously, I have my speculation that Hamwell Life might just be the same kind of team that they were last year. Uh, in their first series, they didn't really look any different to me but it's also only one series there's plenty of year left maybe this team is going to progress but they were on watch for not dumpster fire alert but they're on they're on watch to be the same team they were last year which is they're going to struggle against the good teams and they're going to absolutely wipe the floor with anyone worse than them so when you have teams like that the time to fade them is in the playoffs and against the good teams not trying to guess which underdog they're going to do and that applies to this series here you know I'm optimistic about this Kwangdong lineup, but Hamwell Life just smashed teams that they're better than. Realistically, one of these games will probably have like Kwangdong in control and they just screw it up, and then the other game will probably be one-way traffic for Hamwell Life Esports. So I don't have the stomach for the minus one-and-a-half maps, personally. Uh, I think a lot of people would say you could probably include that in a parlay piece or something like that, but... I think if you're going to play this map, I'd, I'd lean to like the map one Kwangdong plus eight and a half kills, thinking that they get a good start in game one, or maybe like the under 22 and a half kills in map two when Hama gets side choice or something like that. Or it, I don't know. Actually, they won't because Kwangdong will have it. But yeah, I don't know. Hama are generally a dead nut under team, but their projection playing similarly is like similar. Like they were right in this 22 range most of last year. I don't know. I would say. If you like Kwangdan, take the kill spread in map one or the team total over in map one. And if you like Hanwha, I think just take unders or just lay the sweep. No play for me in this one, though.
Next up, we have KT Rolster, plus 150. The plus 1.5 maps is at minus 198. Minus 1.5 is at plus 412. Against D plus Kia, minus 184. Minus 1.5 maps is at plus 161. And the plus 1.5 is at minus 575. So I had a lot of skepticism about this retooled KT Rolster lineup, and they looked really, really good in their first match. Even I have to admit that. The thing is, how much of that do you want to attribute to Beryl in that series who... I think that might have been the best series that I've seen from Barrel since 2020, like the World Championship year. And he just went absolutely nuts on Huey. Now, I don't know, like, there's a chance that that champion's just broken or it was a perfect spot for it, and I just don't know. I don't have enough context to know exactly where he's. it's a good pick and what's not. Like, I have basic idea, but... Or maybe he's just found the Fountain of Youth. I have no idea, but if... If you think that was more just a barrel hero performance, then I don't want to say throw it out, but you're kind of forward projecting a little bit. If you want to ride the hot hand and you think that there's some legitimacy to this, I mean, KT looked like they were having fun out there. And uh, Piosik looked kind of like his old self again, but I'm not buying it. I've seen too many situations, especially from Piosik over the years and barrel really, where they have these pop-off games or these pop-off series, and then we turn back. they turn right back into who we thought they were, which is just like, I don't want to say like crazy overrated, but they are like overrated players, like name-brand value players. So, I don't know. I would lean to D-plus here. D plus, the thing with D-plus is like they didn't look particularly sharp against Brion, and I don't know if Brion's going to be very good. Right now, Brion's looking like the worst team. So, uh, but D-plus sometimes have these series like this. They did this over the last two years, too, where they have these, like, weird series where they don't look particularly sharp against good teams or against the bad teams, and you kind of get caught up and think that, oh, they didn't look great against a bad team, and they look great against a good team. So, I I don't know. Uh, I would lean D-plus here. I wouldn't fault you for wanting to ride the hot hand with KT. That's not usually how I do things, but lean D-plus, but no plays here. Next up, we've got the LEC for Sunday morning slash afternoon, the first match for the LEC tomorrow. And just a heads up, I'm recording this after, I think there's one more There's one more game left currently. It's about 2.38 p.m. on Saturday, January 20th. We just saw BDS run over Fnatic, who decided to int. But anyway, speaking of BDS, uh, the first match tomorrow is SK Gaming minus 120 against Team BDS uh, minus 101. Um now, I like SK Gaming. We've talked a lot about this. I'm a big fan of Niski, and I think this team's looked pretty good overall to start with. But something I was talking about in the esports department Discord, and if anyone's interested in an invite in that, let me know. Uh, just DM me on Twitter or hit me up on my Patreon. I'll give you a link. I just try not to post the link publicly so that the bots don't get in and everything, but we still have a, a pretty cool community over there. So, um, Anyway, the thing with this BDS team is they remind me a lot of the triple option offenses in college, like college football, where like the the academy teams where they have this this weird triple option offense and they sometimes just get wins off of teams because nobody wants to like nobody wants to waste practice time or practice reps like planning for this kind of thing when you could just be better than them a lot of the time. So, like, the, the long story short with BDS is, like, this is not an elite team. I know they went to Worlds last year. If you look at, like, every measurable you could possibly imagine, they're not good. If anything, like, this team is 
at some point this team is going to face just a ridiculous regression and they're going to they're going to have a brutal brutal reckoning at some point like if i mean enough of adam's champions have already been nerfed i just so happen to think that like right now everyone's playing udir top and he has two of the good counters against it in the prime of his pool and people are still picking it into him i have no idea why but whatever so you have to think at some point these teams learn this stuff but the more i'm seeing it and it's been more than a year now with this team if teams just aren't going to wait, like if they're not going to prepare for this and they're just going to run into this, especially in the regular season, and they're not going to prep for this, they're going to keep getting away with this stuff. So I I hate it. It drives me up a wall because I don't think this team is very good, but I, I really I think it's just BDS in the regular season at good prices. Like I really don't think this team's good, but they are a good regular season team. And if people aren't invested in trying to solve Adam and figure this team out, cause, I mean, this team goes as Adam goes. If Adam and Lebrov don't hard carry this team, they don't do anything. They're literally a below average team in the games that they don't go ballistic in. So, I don't know. I don't think SK has anything. Maybe they won't make the same mistake drafting Udyr into this. I don't know, but uh, I think just back BDS in the regular season until teams show any interest in figuring them out at all. So, I'm going to play BDS Moneyline minus 101 here and... Maybe I'll look for an alt kill spread. If I do that, uh, check the Patreon for it. I'll, I'll post an update if there's anything. Next up, we've got Team Vitality plus 330 against G2 Esports minus 442. Uh, Vitality cost us 1.5 units this morning, uh, beating Rogue because they apparently thought giving VTO or VTO um, Akali was a great idea. Yeah, Akali's really, really broken on the current patches. Like this iteration of patches, her and LeBlanc are... And Fizz in solo queue, not as much in pro play, but yeah, giving giving Akali to the best player on the other team is just not a great game plan right now. I don't, I mean, Rogue just I guess got too cute and thought that they could deal with it, but anyway, uh, G two Esports did not look particularly great on this Saturday slate. Um, Medlines kind of just screwed up really really bad and threw this game to them. I thought Medlines probably should have won this game. They were in pretty good control. We ended up losing our kill total. Oh, that was a brutal beat. We ended up, we ended up having we had two kills through the first eighteen minutes of that Mad G two game on Saturday, and Mad were in pretty not like dominant control, but they were in control of the game and they were really being methodical about it. I think it, they got up to like eight kills to two or something, and then G two just made a mir. It was a great call, but they made kind of a miracle pick, kind of fishing for. They knew someone was was over by the Raptor camps, um, ended up finding Merwin and picking him and then flipping that into a baron and then may I just like lost their line their minds and started panicking which you sometimes see with young teams so and they ended up losing the game the kill total they got to 29 so we had two kills through 18 minutes we had the under 27 and a half kills game ended up being what was it the game ended up being I think like I'm just gonna look right now I don't usually like doing this on the air ended up being a 31 minute game with 29 kills in it <laughs> after there being there was 27 kills in the next like 12 minutes <laughs> he's like you can't it's a brutal beat so anyway um g2 minus 442 vitality plus 330 this is like vitality or pass uh, i could see vitality kill spread if you're buying that they looked pretty good but i i kind of think that was more on rogue giving an op pick over to vitality i'm still not buying this vitality team's good I'm not completely ruling out that they could be uh like i said after the first week like they were on dumpster fire alert, but 
now if they're beating teams with OP picks, then maybe there's something. Maybe, maybe they're going to get taken off of Dumpster Fire Alert after this weekend. So I would lean Vitality kill spreads, like plus 8.5, plus 9.5 kills. There's a reasonable chance that you could take like a like an over here, but uh, for the time being, no plays on this. Just lean to the Vitality plus 8.5 or 9.5 kills, depending on what you find. Maybe a sprinkle on the money line. No plays for me on this one, though. Next up, we've got Heretics, minus 152 against Carmine Corp, plus 125. Uh, Carmine Corp are currently playing against Giant X as I'm recording this. Uh, I played Carmine Corp, plus 125 on the money line for a unit. Um, I don't usually like getting too far ahead of the curve here on this, but I don't know, Heretics looked... They look a lot like what people expected them to look like so far. They've kind of righted the ship after a weird start in week one. But I still think this KC team looked really, really good in their losses last week against the other good teams and probably should have won, I would say, like two of those three games they lost. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm Again, I'm speculating a little bit aggressively on this Carmine Corp team, but I just think that you look at their performance even in losses and that they might just be better than their – like I think they're almost definitely better than their record shows. So I think this should probably be closer to even money. Maybe that'll sound really stupid in a week. I have no idea, but give me Carmine Corp plus 125. Then we've got Mad Lions minus 161 against Rogue plus 132. Um, Mad Lions, have, they looked so good this morning through like the first 25 minutes against G2, and they were in full control, and then G2 made an excellent, excellent pick off of Marwin over by the Raptor camps. And I don't know if it just really tilted them because – it, from that point forward, it looked like they just completely panicked. G2 flipped that into a Baron, and they kind of just, like, inted over at the Baron. We got a desperation, and they just kind of lost grip on the game. But just a, I already mentioned it early too, earlier, too. Just a brutal, brutal beat on that kill total. Um, anyway. Uh, Rogue yesterday decided it'd be cool to give Ethio a Kali. Not a great idea. I don't really draw a ton of conclusions from this game. I don't want to say it's like a complete cancel or just like a non-data point because you do get those from time to time, but like you just don't want to give the best players on the other team, especially mid laners or Kali on this patch. Anyway, we've got Rogue. I went to bat with Rogue here. I took Rogue plus 132 on the money line. I I really like what I've seen from this Mad Lions team so far. They look pretty fundamentally sound, pretty well coached. I like what they're doing in drafts. They have a very strong early game. But they still kind of look a little inexperienced to me, um, not just because of today, but they had they had a couple games last week where they're they're still making like young rookie team error, like rookie team mistakes, and um, I don't know. I, I just think like take the experience on Rogue. I'm getting plus one thirty two. Kind of buying after uh, after a bad showing from them and a good showing from Mad Lions. I think this should probably be closer to even money, too. Again, just like last match, this could look really stupid in a couple weeks. I don't know, but I took Rogue plus 132. Last up, we have Fnatic minus 325 against Giant X plus 253. Again, Giant X are currently playing this game right now. They're running a really cool Seraphine, um, Seraphine Senna, Kali, Aatrox kind of setup. Really, really good Seraphine comp. Good, like the pick here. Giant X have shown that they're willing to get a little outside the box. Not, like, super outside the box. I think that's just a meta pick right now. But, like, they're willing to play some of this strange stuff, even with a super young roster. And I think that can be a very good thing for teams like this. 
Fnatic have looked... Look, I, I still think Fnatic are going to be fine. I think they're ultimately going to be probably one of the sec- like top three teams in the league. But right now, for a team with as much continuity as they have, you'd think they would look a little bit cleaner than they've looked so far, and they just haven't. Like They have not looked clean at all. Even in their wins, they were a little sloppy. They've had... They only really had the one decisive win. The other ones were all losable games for them. So, I don't know. They've looked a little bit sluggish to me. So, I think this is for a team that's looked like that, even if you don't like Giant X all that much, this is a huge number for a team that does not look particularly sharp right now in Fnatic. I split staked this. I took Giant X plus 8.5 kills at minus 112 to win half units, so 0.56 units on that, and Giant X money line for half unit plus 253. So I'm not going to go into the LCS in detail for day two of the LCS since the games are just now getting started and quite literally we had a game one Riven pick, which is awesome. Already seeing the cool part about the, the live patch. Um, we have shot five billion plus 181 against Liquid minus 224. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, 100 Thieves plus 316, Cloud9 minus 420. Immortals plus 201, FlyQuest minus 251, and Energy minus 340, Dignitas plus 263. Without having seen any LCS so far this season, my the first thing that popped out to me of these is Dignitas plus 263. That's a huge number for Energy to be laying on day two. So, I, again, you guys know my thoughts on Energy. I don't think they're that good. I mean, you could make a case for the 100 Thieves against Cloud9 too. You make a case for all four dogs, really. But I am going to wait and see. How how this goes, and as I mentioned uh, in the in the uh, Patreon post for these picks, I am going to be updating this after tonight, probably tomorrow morning at some point, with any LCS positions if I do end up taking any. But for the time being, I'm just going to wait and see what the league shows us, and maybe we'll see some wildly different trends on the pats that they're playing on, or just what the team's interpretation is. We could do some kind of macro play, but for now, no plays on that. That's all for me for today. I will see you guys tomorrow.